Hello, listeners. Uh, this is your host, Christian Hagen. Need to apologize for the terrible audio quality of the microphone I'm using right now. The normal mics that I use are all kind of busted in their own weird ways. Uh, in some sort of weird freakish ha happenstance, all I have that I can use right now is this terrible headset mic. Um, so I apologize. I know it sounds pretty bad right now, and I will get this intro done as quickly as possible and get on to the rest of the episode. Uh, but in honor of our 20th episode, we wanted to release a little best of for you. Uh, just a, 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 an episode compiling some of our favorite clips, our favorite bits, our favorite moments from the first 10 episodes of Contextual Deviance. Now, we know that best of episodes are uh, commonly shared amongst people who haven't heard the show before. Uh, it's a good jumping off point, and uh, that's part of why we're doing this, because we're 20 episodes in now, and we think people uh, might get a nice idea of the kind of show they might be in for from listening to this. So what I wanted to just real quick up top, we are um, a group of two, soon to be three. That's a fun little spoiler for next week's episode. But a uh, couple, uh, couple of guys who uh, we watch a movie every week and we talk about it, but we don't talk about it in uh, a way that you've ever heard before or we've ever heard before, or even that we know that we're going to talk about it. In fact, we uh, discuss each film by drawing at random from uh, a one once was a contextual chalice now is a contextual computer but basically each episode we take three to four different contexts chosen completely at random we don't know how we're going to talk about the movies before we start talking about them and the topics range from like normal critical contexts like feminist theory uh race uh, you know, uh, Marxist economics, like the classics. Uh, and then we intersperse them with some fun ones, like what is the true meaning of Christmas according to this movie? Is this movie diehard? What if someone's imagining the whole thing? Uh, you know, what if it was set in a high school? So we do all these sort of like a mix of serious and goofy. And then along the way, we just, uh, we sometimes, oftentimes meander into weird tangents um and that's uh that's part of the charm for us at least i don't know how you feel about it as a listener or how you will feel about it but anyway uh this episode is going to be the first 10 episodes in order and uh there will be a little uh, each episode uh intro will be there so you know which one it is uh you know going from kubo and the two strings all the way through our 10th episode on rogue one a star wars story uh, check them out if any of the bits uh, resonate with you. Go, uh, feel free to go and check out the full episodes. There's quite a bit more that we couldn't fit in. I mean, each episode is about an hour long, and this whole best of is going to be a little over an hour. So we're, you know, you got about nine more hours worth of stuff to get through if you if you enjoy this. Uh, feel free to reach out to us at any time on Facebook, Twitter, uh, Gmail at contextualdeviance at gmail.com. And otherwise, I'm going to let you go. My name is Christian Hagen. My co-host is David Gucci. Uh, and in the first episode, you'll hear Asia uh, Collins as a guest. Uh, and uh, I'm trying to think. And then in the fourth episode of The Prestige, we have Ben Bradley as a guest for that. Otherwise, I believe it's just me and David for the rest of the best of clips here. Uh, enjoy. Hope you have fun with the show. And uh Drop us a line, leave us a review on on iTunes. It would really help us a lot in spreading the word about the show. But okay, enough of this terrible microphone. I'm sorry for subjecting you to it for so long. Enjoy the best of our first 10 episodes of Contextual Deviance. Mm -hmm. 
Kubo and the Two Strings? Awesome. Let's talk about it. Uh, you know, that's how it is. <laughs> that is my right screen that. right there. But let me throw another theory out <laughs> I there. I love this. Sure, sure, sure. So throughout the movie, there's this really sweet old woman. Okay. okay. Yeah. yeah. Right. She's like, essentially Marley. Of this she's <laughs> she's sassy. She's yeah, really she's, caring. She's the sassy one. Love her. Another thing about her is that throughout the movie, she's trying repeatedly to get her driver's license back. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm having a hard time keeping this together. It's so emotional. Oh my god, <laughs> she fails so many times. Oh my god! Finally, at the end of the movie, Kubo and his parents all live. They live. Lady gets her driver's license. She drives back to the village to celebrate. Hits Kubo on the way into <laughs> town. <laughs> he dies. Resurrected again, <laughs> only to be killed by his grandfather on purpose. From human to human, so he's not a god anymore. Oh, so they defeat him they in defeat dragon him. form, and but he then comes to life, and he's like, oh, "Okay, I he, like he's a sweet old man." Everyone lies to him, tells him how great he is. Why does he kill Koopa? He's just a nasty old guy. He's just mean. He just, he just he's kills mean. kids. After a day of being the sweet <laughs> floundering old man, he realizes how like he, he loves killing kids. That's totally true. He just Let me loves killing kids. It's it was very subtextual in his character that he loved yeah. killing. We, kids. I think we all picked up on that. Yeah, right? uh, yeah, that was yeah, there. yeah, yeah, it was there. I'm also picturing it like the end scene of Moonlight, like with the with the waves. Didn't see it? Oh yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, you did. We saw it. <laughs> we saw it together. What the fuck are you talking? Didn't about? see it. Asia's favorite joke: denying that she's seen movies. We never seen it. Oh. Kubo and the Shoes. I've never seen it. Oh, no, that's weird. What are we talking about? Oh, what have we been talking about? For sorry, the last? when people just bring in movies, they just tell them <laughs> I didn't just, see it, so I don't have it. to talk about <laughs> it. Pressure's <laughs> off. <laughs> oh, Kubo Two Strings? <laughs> didn't see it. I don't know. Not like Die Hard. Not like Die Hard at all. Nope. Live easy. Yeah, now you've really blown a hole in this whole thing. I really thought we had watched Die Hard, but mm-hmm. uh, you're yeah. right. Could I, wa- I actually went over to my shelf. And I pulled out my copy of Kubo and the Two Strings. I can see it in your like, hand right now. And like I went through the leaflets to like mm-hmm. make sure that someone hadn't taped over like Die Wait, Hard. W- why? Why is because, it so sticky looking? Oh, I, I'm sorry. It's oh. I like honey, and oh. I masturbate on all my movies. <laughs> <laughs> two separate things. <laughs> <laughs> Those are completely yeah, separate. Yeah, I just ideas. I like making two statements about myself when someone <laughs> asks me a question. It's just Which one is not true? Yeah, two truths and a. <laughs> And an omission. <laughs> There's a secret in that in those phrases, and you have to find it. Two truths and a masturbatory admission. <laughs> the truth is, and I love honey. Admission. I don't like anything. God. I do love honey, and I do masturbate. On fuck, all my fuck, Mary, kill, honey, <laughs> masturbation, two truths and a lie. <laughs> That's the key. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck Mary Kill. Would you rather two truths and a lie and <laughs> never have I ever? 
Uh, bring one. this to the hypothetic ass, buddy. <laughs> no kidding. Yeah, take this one. Take. Um, yeah, great. <laughs> so I, I can't. I can't figure out where we came down. Is this Die Hard? Uh, join us uh, for the Matrix, and uh, in the meantime, a sign off. I don't have a sign off. Hey, don't do drugs. Oh, hey, have you seen the Matrix? Ooh, we got to talk about that. That's your chance. It's theme song, theme song, the theme song. This is a theme song. It is good. Hey, I'm not done. There's a theme song. Silence, please. Silence, please. Complete silence. Complete silence, please. Absolute silence. I got to start over. Theme song, theme song. Oh, Christ. It is pretty good, though. It's it's very fortunate that I learned how to play banjo. Yeah. Just today. Oh, just, good. Just for this. Oh, sure. Let me, hold on. Let me go uh, Let me grab that. I learned how to play kazooie. Banjo-kazooie. Yeah, okay. I get it. <laughs> it's, a, it's a game for the Nintendo 64. How does it make you feel? Nice. That game makes me feel great. Do you know Interesting. That, you know that song, Dr. Feelgood? Mm-hmm. I like to sing Dr. Feel. He's the one they call Dr. Feelgood, right? He, he's the one they call Dr. Sure. <laughs> it's his name. <laughs> but you are correct. <laughs> oh, he's and he's the one who'll make you feel all right. Which is weird. <laughs> Which is like, weird. I, I think they're sort of false advertising when they call him Dr. Feelgood. But he'll make you feel all right. <laughs> yeah, they yeah. call him Dr. Feelgood. <laughs> he'll make you feel all right. Maybe that song is a warning. <laughs> Maybe. It's like, don't be fooled by what they call him. Don't, yeah. don't get your hopes up about Dr. Feelgood. I mean, I mean, it'll make you feel all right, but you know, yeah, good is a little strong. I do love that the word "all right" is extremely malleable in terms of whether it means yeah. eh or whether it means super great. It's pretty strange. Yeah, the song "Jesus is just all right with me" <laughs> always springs to mind. Yeah, that's pretty good. Jesus is just all right with He's me. He's all right with me. <laughs> He's all right. I wouldn't kill him, but you know. <laughs> uh, what else? I would what say else? Uh, leather of any kind. Oh, leather. Uh, just. Like I don't I don't exactly know how leather like it's it's not a brand it's more of a product it's more of a lifestyle it's, it's a lifestyle You know I'm yeah. so sick of all of these movies being co-opted by big leather <laughs> Well that was uh Trinity's original character name but they, uh, <laughs> they they tra- they changed it later to reflect the uh Christian imagery but oh, but Definitely, her character in some spec scripts was named Big Leather, oh, and so I think God. that was that was a really that is, one. I believe, Morpheus's title as Captain of the Nebuchadnezzar <laughs> is Big, Big Leather. Leather. Big yeah. Leather, yeah. They you call him that on occasion. It's just under the breath, and you can't really like. Right, it's that. in the Animatrix. That's when they talk. Oh about yeah, that. it's, in the, it's in the Animatrix. I forgot about that. Um, <laughs> fucking okay, leather. leather. So just like the leather industry, <laughs> sort of Big Leather put Big, a lot of money Big into leather. the Matrix because that Sh- movie made leather cool. I remember thinking, I mean, hey. Trench coats, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. That's true. I was legitimately on a trench coat yeah. kick for a while. Not that I o- ever owned one, but I always thought they were sweet back yeah. in the, those days. And I completely attribute that to the Matrix. Like, yeah. I don't I don't think, I mean, what else? Columbine? Like, what oh, what boy. was making me think trench coats Did I ever tell you cool? that? I must have told you the yes. story of when I bought a hey, trench Columbine. coat. Hey, Columbine. Oh, Christ. I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to just tell that right now real quick. Yep, got to get So I, 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 in college, was, uh, I was a freshman in college, and I was trying to reinvent myself. And I went to a thrift store and I found this trench coat. It was like a long canvas, like beige trench coat. Yeah, the beige. And I, I was like, this is going to be my new look <laughs> from now on. And I buy it. And 
the very day that I bought it, I'm going with my friends to Chipotle, and it's one of those where it's in a strip mall, and there's like apartments above it, and it was homecoming weekend, so everyone and their brother Ooh. was drunk because it was in Mankato, Minnesota. There's nothing else to do but get oh, drunk and watch drunk. the homecoming game. Mm-hmm. I go and I'm walking into Chipotle, and I just hear a couple guys from this balcony yell out, "Hey, Columbine!" <laughs> Stop taking out your sexual frustrations on the women of this campus, which is like a really good heckle. I laughed. Yeah, I uh, genuinely uh, laughed. <laughs> but at the same time, inside I was crying because I could All never. Right. I, w- I had to be like, oh, it's for a Halloween costume. And I did wear it for a Halloween costume. It was February, though. That's the problem. And then Asia found it when we were like cleaning through my closet one time. And she was like, hey. This is like a this is a women's trench coat. <laughs> oh no! So true story. It's a women's yeah. trench coat, and it was too small for me. And I thought it was a stylistic mm. choice that the sleeves went up to like just under my elbows. <laughs> Turns out, no. Well, it was. It was. Well, a it was my stylistic choice. Yeah, exactly. It wasn't the designer of the coat. So trench coats, Oof. the trench coat industry. The trench coat industry. Mm-hmm. The trench coat. Mm, I almost said nope. Nope. The trench coat cartel. There you go. That saves it from what yeah. it was almost uh-huh. that I just said. Uh, David, do you have anything uh, anything you'd like to say uh, as as we as we leave here today? The sarcastic bucket flies with the tin spur. Oh, hey, have you seen Zodiac? Oh, can we can we talk about it? And maybe like at the beginning of their relationship, the. Uh, what, what's her, what's her name? Chloe Sevigny. Thank you, Chloe Sevigny. I can. I'm scared of saying her last name because it's hard. It, it uh, is. But it, she's also very famous, so I should learn it. Uh, uh, I think you're fine. Our good friend Chloe. <laughs> our dear bud. Our, Chloe. Our dear dear bud. My dearest <laughs> bud Chloe. My dearest bud. <laughs> the front <laughs> the front lines have been so shitty. I write to you in great distress, my dearest bud. <laughs> 420 blaze it your son <laughs> i was son? just about to make a fucking a fucking 420 joke yeah. uh, uh, what anyway. the fuck is wrong with us <laughs> all right so so w- when when our bud clo grazes his fate his five o'clock shadow it's a little bit like fingers running through wheat which is like terrence malick's favorite. or it could follow chloe Sevigny's character as mm. the main character observing all of these things and Robert Graysmith in particular, oh, yeah. like kind of devolving uh, as he tries desperately to follow the the threads of the Zodiac case. I like that idea. Yeah. I like the reframing to, because I mean, I want more of my, of my pal, <laughs> of my pal Chloe. I like, I like my, that perspective. My, my good, good my bud. Good, good bud. Oh, my dearest bud. <laughs> that was uh the, rom-com spinoff in the Air Bud series I'm pretty sure <laughs> <laughs> when the, when the, do you know we, how there's no rule that says dogs can't be in the Civil War <laughs> sorry do you know how desperately I want that movie to be a real <laughs> thing now that you've said that Air Bud rom-com that sounds fucking amazing mm. yep yeah oh. I, I, I think i actually would watch that produ- oh. and produce it and write the script <laughs> i'm ready start and i'm ready I'll, I'll be the dog I'll i don't be care the dog why not there's no rule that says a man can't be a dog in a movie about a dog being in the civil war <laughs> oh my god here remake air bud but with a human as the dog but everyone still refers to him as a dog there's no rule that says a dog can't play baseball you're damn right i can 
It's just, it's just like a baseball. It's play. just a basketball movie. Like uh, it's just a normal ass basketball movie, but, uh, but everyone, everyone treats him like a dog. To this one person as a dog. Yeah. <laughs> does he think he's a dog, or does he just kind of accept it because like people are tre- giving now, him such special treatment? Now that's that's the real question. <laughs> yeah, that's it? the central question. That's the, the central. It's like a Wilfred situation. Yeah, it is. It's a is Wilfred he a dog? Situation. Is he real? Is he not? Who yeah. knows? Wilfred two, Airbud two. <laughs> <laughs> there have been more than one this Airbud. Yeah. Yes. Oh. So that's Terrence mm. Malick's interpretation of Zodiac. <laughs> Maybe also squirrels in his house. What was with that? Oh yeah, is that a thing? Is that a thing? Like, can you take care of squirrels? I don't. Can think Can you so. live with squirrels without them destroying your house? I don't think so. I mean, I don't think he cared. It wasn't that much, much of about. a house, no. No, it was that trailer, which is a house. I mean, there are nice trailers. I'm Absolutely. saying that, like, he clearly did not take care of that place. Oh no, here it is. Nitpicky realism corner. Okay. He had he had four squirrels in that house at least, and one in a cage. He oh, wouldn't yeah. have one in a cage. If he's gonna have, if he's gonna loo- have loose <laughs> squirrels, what's one doing in a cage? <laughs> Just like David Fincher, I'm calling you out. What was that squirrel doing in yes. that cage? Yes, we need to get to the bottom of this, Dis- Fincher. <laughs> Fincher, what squirrel be how? Why? <laughs> Despite all my rage, why the fuck was that squirrel this, in a cage? This is this is part of my new YouTube documentary, Loose Squirrels. <laughs> Zodiac Geist. <laughs> yep. Zodiac squirrels. Geist. Squirrels. <laughs> Squirrel 11 was an inside the cage job. <laughs> Squirrel 11. <laughs> oh, Christ. <laughs> so Just, that's that's the real, the, the uh, you know, crown jewel of the nitpicky realism not corner, to, I think. I don't, wanna, I don't wanna jerk us off too much. <laughs> I also don't wanna use that phrase anymore. <laughs> no, it's okay. I, I the whole time we were doing that context, I thought this is never going to go anywhere. <laughs> but goddamned, if we didn't get we to did loose it. squirrels, and I am so happy that we got to loose squirrels because they are loose squirrels. David, thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. You're so welcome. Can we please let that be the last thing? Yeah, in oh this yeah, context? no, there's nothing better there's than no, you can think of. No, loose that's squirrels. the only even real one that we came up with. To be completely <laughs> and fair. Even, and even that. Like, oh no, that's real. <laughs> oh, you're right. You're right. Why? I, yeah, I, the if movie will never be the same. What are you doing with the squirrel? What's one in the cage? Why is one in the cage? Why? 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 And David, we have had a hard time coming up with a sign-off for this show. That's true. And the only way we've been able to solve it is through a random sentence generator, which you have so helpfully found for us. So, what is our sign-off uh, this week? I think I will buy the red car, or I will lease the blue one. Thank you very much. You there! Have you seen The Prestige? Oh, cool. Let's talk about it then. The real old transported man. The real old transported old man. By the way, try to imagine this entire movie, but set in like the deep south. Ooh. Uh, oh, come on up, see the real transported man. Yeah. Hey, you know what the best part of a trick is? It's the prestige. <laughs> that was the opening line to this movie. You know what the best part of a trick is? 
The Prestige. All right, all right, fair enough, fair enough. I did not memorize the screen. A trick's got a bunch of stuff in it. There's some stuff, and then there's the Prestige. <laughs> I'm Michael Caine. Half a bird. <laughs> That's about it, right? That's, did I get it? I think, that, yeah, that's spot on. Yeah, oh, I do have shit. the script up, and yeah, that's it. I got it. I got it. <laughs> Michael Caine, who eventually mm-hmm. yeah, experiences dementia, right? And, but does not die. <laughs> <laughs> just, uh, just is pretty. in a very, very feeble state uh, and cannot take care of a right, little girl. A feeble yeah. old man like, yeah, in like the early seen, 1900s. Mm-hmm. They don't have good medical care. Oh, I can just imagine a scene where he's like trying to do a trick. And then he like is like, is this your card? And he's holding up like his driver's license, and, and then she's like, "Sure." Why is that? <laughs> this is the second time that we've done this context, and the second time that it's been about an old person with their driver's license. That's <laughs> true. How is this happening? Uh, I don't know, but you know what? But it is very that, sad. That is a sad scene it's to very me. That sad. is the uh, saddest scenario. Yeah, I think yeah, so. I agree. That's uh, really an sad. orphan girl being taken care of by a bad old magician. <laughs> <laughs> there is nothing worse than that in the world. Uh, their goal isn't necessarily to like overthrow the rich and sort of like make everything equal. They want right. to be dominant. They want to be on top. Mm, yeah, yeah, it's all true. about yeah. competition. Right. right. So it's all yeah, about scrabbling that. for the best for them. Yeah. Whereas and it even says at the end it's for money, right? Or fuck, why well, did he say it at well, the end? Uh Angier? No, uh fucking because uh, Angier said it was for the looks it was on their for the faces. looks on their faces. But yeah. I thought yeah. did the admiration of the people, exactly. Was was uh <laughs> that's very good what was did christian bale's character say there was a reason no okay I'm assuming, i I well, always no, hated I mean, you i'm pretty sure the exact quote is i always hated your wife and i killed her by tying a bad knot <laughs> i'm pretty sure that's what it was it was a prank it was a prank it was a goof it was just a it goof. Was for a goof it was a long time goof <laughs> you know sometimes uh, a goof pays off sometimes it doesn't mm. yeah yeah yeah. yeah. Hey, honestly, what like what was it though? I don't know. Dude, quick check in. Why did Borden end up killing Angier besides just because well, he was because he, he hated him? Oh, he let, so long. let his brother die. Ah, uh, that was a thing. <laughs> yeah, for There's family. That part. Yeah, no, well, my, family. no, my, my question was less. You killed why. my joke. <laughs> That's my best <laughs> trick, you bastard. <laughs> That's true. Oh, and my brother, but still, and my, my brother, longest my running best. goof. <laughs> um, of all my goofs, yeah. I spent <laughs> decades. Decades on that goof. <laughs> I like the idea that Borden was just trying to do goofs <laughs> while Angier was trying to do real magic. Real goof magic. Uh. And in the meantime, any final words, everybody? Bye. What? Final words. She did not cheat on the test, for it was not the right thing to do. <laughs> All right. I just want to say that like, I'm trying to explain the prestige to E.T., <laughs> and I feel like he's crushed. <laughs> <laughs> he had such high hopes. <laughs> and he's trying to fix me, but the finger just doesn't work. I'm just going to pull that sound clip. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to just going to make that my ringtone. <laughs> Every time my phone goes up, he's trying to fix me, but the finger just doesn't work. Oh, Ben's calling. <laughs> oh, Oh, hey, um, have you seen uh, Guardians of the Galaxy? Oh, sweet, let's talk about it. The The eyes are the windows to the soul, <laughs> and the butthole is another window to the soul. <laughs> <laughs>
They are all three windows to the soul. And the cheeks are the drapes on the window to the soul. <laughs> That's what Guillermo always says. Welcome to Contextual Deviance. My <laughs> name is Christian Hagen. Uh, I would like to see The Adventures of John C. Riley Space Cop. Oh, yeah. Damn it. That's and like, good. And not just like a regular space cop, because there's also like a couple other people in the Nova yeah. Corps who are yeah. like way more, you know, in like intense. But I kind of <laughs> think like him being kind of like just like a laid back space cop <laughs> would be really interesting. Yeah. Because like he's got to deal with a lot of weird inter planetary crimes mm-hmm. and like but he just kind of wants everybody to like hang out and get along yeah right? he's not he also seems kind of chipper for yeah. a guy who's yeah. like who who's a space cop you would assume that job would be nice hard no but he he seems to have an upbeat attitude about the whole thing yeah so that could that could be kind of a fun uh little little story um it, it could and it, it it definitely could imagine that as like a police procedural but like a, a like a like a like a monk-esque police procedural Ooh. like detective sort of thing i think you're getting dangerously close to paul blart <laughs> i would never <laughs> how dare you sir <laughs> i'm not i mean it's very uh, space is more important than a i feel mile. like any distance, controversial statement. any distance within a mile of paul blart is dangerously close? close yeah sure dangerously close to paul blart it's a good it's a good name for something <laughs> that the name of that movie perhaps yeah uh but i th- i actually think that that could legitimately have legs because john c Riley can and will carry the burden of being a main role oh hell it, yes like, he's good yeah and he just he's also goofy and so he doesn't get the kind of that well and, the weight, and that could uh, be that, that could be like so marvel's got all these tv series that are like loosely oh, connected to the mcu yeah. just have one because so many of them are so serious and heavy it'd be nice to have one that's just kind of like hey he's just a he's just yeah. a cop he's a nice he's a nice space cop that would be awesome and you could do like it could be like early star trek where there's like hmm. lots of bright colors and goofy <laughs> aliens yeah. and stuff but he's like you know, he's well-meaning and he's pretty good mm-hmm. at his job for the most part, but there's other cops who are better at their jobs. And so <laughs> yeah, he's, yeah. he's like, maybe he's a, well, no, he wouldn't be like kind of like a Beverly Hills cop because that's a little bit too <laughs> too uh, slick. He's more just yeah. like, he's more just um, just generally well-meaning. Yeah, he's just kind of a blue collar trying yes, to get blue the collars job done. And, yes, and, exactly. I mean, and that's why I feel the Paul Blart vibe, but I think that... But I think the difference is, and I I say this wishing I knew less about the character of Paul <laughs> Which, Blart. Yeah, Paul Blart takes his job way too seriously. That's true, and I think whereas uh, I think John C. Riley's <laughs> character would take it, eh, kind of seriously, seriously enough to get the job done, mm-hmm. but not that seriously. That's a really hard character to make a show about, and I like it. Mm-hmm. Like, it's tough to just kind of make a show about somebody trying to do their job well enough. Right. <laughs> That's not super compelling. And I think yeah. that it, that introduces the uh, well, the opportunity to include all sorts of weird planets from the Marvel Universe, weird mm-hmm. characters. Like, there's too much. Yeah. They're never going to make movies of it all. They might as well cram it all into this guy and having him encounter all these space problems and have to do his space job. Well, <laughs> just adding space to anything is fun. <laughs> but what I what I think um, that would be interesting is that in comedy, there's always the, they always talk about the the like funny character and the straight man. Yeah. Uh, and I think he could be like the space straight man, which is to say <laughs> he's the anti-straight man, which is hmm. and, and not in a way that he's always zany comic. But sure. that everyone else in the Nova Corps is so tight ass. Yeah. And then a lot of the criminals are so weird or <laughs> creepy or, 
like intense in their own way or yeah. dumb or whatever. And he's got to be like the one like, guys, come on. <laughs> yeah, he's the he's the middle. He's bridging it. Yeah, he, he yeah. yeah, he's keeping the he's keeping the criminals at bay, but he's also trying to get the Nova Corps to be <laughs> a little bit less in, like mm-hmm. rigid. Yeah. Um, there would be some subplots with him. Uh, making friends with the Nova Corps and trying to get them to lighten up yep. over poker games or well, something and, like and that. And he's got a family. Uh, so it's like, if man's they, got a family. But I mean, if so, if they did want to do like sort of a heavier story, they that potential is there. And especially it's with there. John C. Riley, he's got oh. he's got the chops. He's got the chops. He's got those chops. He though. actually did. He have chops like fa- facial hair. Did he have <laughs> mutton chops? Because he, he could. He didn't, but he should. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I think he, that is the he one had that design change yeah. I insist upon. <laughs> <laughs> all right so i've got my script i've got everything we're ready to go one costume edit i just need him to have giant mutton chops they can't even be like he's got a little bit of no, a no, no, thing huge, no 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 huge huge fucking obnoxious <laughs> just take over the screen you can't even see his mouth they're just like covering it's terrible they wrap then. all the way around <laughs> his head god <laughs> Oh, I hate it. Uh, I hate it a fuck lot. Me. So, uh, but John C. Riley Space Cop, yeah. I would watch the shit out of that. Absolutely, I would watch John C. Riley Space anything. Yeah, John C. Riley in space is just a great. Or John or. C. Riley Blank Cop. <laughs> <laughs> I would also watch That's almost any noun or any anything. Like, yeah, pitch me one that I wouldn't watch right now. Um, I was gonna say. John C. Riley Zoo Cop, but no, that sounds <laughs> no, great. No, that sounds awesome too. I <laughs> uh, see. It's it's everything. Although that is getting dangerously close to yeah. the zookeeper, <laughs> <laughs> which is Paul Blart in a zoo. It is. Oh no. Uh, what if it was John C. Riley, Paul Blart Cop? You know, honestly, if John yeah. C. Riley was Paul Blart Mall Cop, I would hate Paul Blart Mall Cop <laughs> yeah. probably a lot less. That's that's true. Because a lot of it's in the performance, and I think he could he could make me give a shit. Yeah. What if they switched Kevin James as <laughs> as space cop in Guardians of the Galaxy? I would like you, I would like you to stop what you're doing. <laughs> I would like you to, to to take the idea that you are presenting and keep it inside and never let it out. I think I just came up with a new context, which is if you were forced to cast Kevin James in this movie, That's, where would you put him? You know what. I'm putting that one in the cup yeah, later. It's not bad because it's my I worst mean, it's, nightmare. It's bad. It's bad, but it's not bad, and it's not insurmountable. But no. he has to have a speaking role. Yeah, he yeah, has yeah, to be yeah. a character. He has yeah, to be a no, major this character. This is, this yeah, is a good yeah, yeah. one. Yeah. Oh Christ! <laughs> movie. Right, because the Silver Surfer is the the basically slave of Galactus, mm-hmm. who has to the Eater of Worlds. Who? Num, num, num. It's the Silver Surfer's task to go to different worlds and I guess like surf on them. He has to hang 10 (laughs) on as many worlds. Yeah, he can. He's got to catch that (laughs) nasty wave. (laughs) That sweet dang wave. He's got to get that gnarly uh, uh, foam. I don't. Yeah, I I think I'm so impressed that we've used a bunch of different words already because (laughs) I know nothing about surfing. He's got to he's got to point break it. Oh, there we go. And then. Blue Crush. <laughs> Nailed it. Wait, it was Blue Crush. What was the one about the woman who got her arm bitten off by a shark? Blue Crunch. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember. I'm sorry. Oh, fuck. I don't remember. You know what? Blue Crunch is better, Blue crunch than, is better than the better. real answer. Yeah, Whatever right. the real answer is, yeah. it's not as good. No. 
Well, and I think also Glenn Close's character is a little bit more, she has a bit more um, dignity. Yeah, that's the word. Yeah, dignity. So it's a, it's a little <laughs> bit harder to joke about her because she doesn't really yeah, she doesn't really do anything of note yeah. positively or negatively. Yeah, she has that nice hair. That's something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Eh. Eh. Glenn Close, more like Glenn far away. And we're done. No. No? This okay. is my fucking show. You don't <laughs> ever for, get to tell me what it's <laughs> Thanks for listening to Contextual Deviant. This is Christian. Thank you so no. much. It's <laughs> Glenn Close. What a great actress. <laughs> <laughs> Just edit that over what I said. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, what a national treasure <laughs> she is. Please. Please don't hate us, Glenn Close. Please, Miss Close. Mrs. Close. Mrs. Mrs. Close? Madam, Madam Close. <laughs> Santa Close. Ms. Ms. Close. Ms. Ms.? Sure. Madam um, Sir. <laughs> in uh, in Alfred Knobs or whatever that movie was oh, called? Oh, yeah. Or Hook. Or Hook. Yeah. Hey, or Hook to you. Or Hook to you. <laughs> what is this character now? <laughs> I don't know. Or okay. Hook to you. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Also, I thought of a fun sign-off phrase when we were making Glenn Close jokes, but I can't figure out how to do it, so I'm just going to say a bunch of iterations of it, and we'll see what happens. Okay. Uh, keep your Glenn's close and your... Fr- no, no, keep your... keep your What is it? Keep your enemies close and your friends... Keep your oh. friends close and your enemies closer? Is that keep what it your is? Glenn's close and your Glenemies closer. And your Glenemies close. That's what it is. Yep, there it is. Yep. Keep your Glenn's close and your Glenemies closer. Oh, that's, that's so, so <laughs> good. It's like that's a hate, good sign I up. hate how <laughs> good that is. Keep your Glenn's <laughs> close and your Glenemies closer. Oh, that's so beautiful. Hey, David. Hey. Do you have any final thoughts for us? My mom tries to be cool by saying that she likes all the same things that I do. Well, actually, it was called Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone originally, but when they imported it to the U.S., they changed the title. By the way, have you seen Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone? Well, let's talk about it then. So before we get into the context, I think we should discuss right up front the major difficulty we're going to have in this episode, which is... We have decided that we are going to act as if this movie exists on its own with no sequels and the books don't exist. So the Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone is the only movie in this universe and franchise. It is a standalone picture and we have to talk about it accordingly. Yep. It's going to be hard as shit to keep keep things straight and we'll probably screw up at some point. But Yeah, but you know what? We got this. I I just I just am really fascinated by how yeah. this is gonna go. I mean, if we've learned anything from this show, it's that constraints are fun. Constraints are fun is the the tagline that I've been working on for this show for a while now. Yeah, constraints are fun is actually the name mm. of my BDSM themed sequel to Shades of Grey series. Sorry, the constraints are fun. Mm-hmm. You know, like whipping and tying people up and sure. sex. You you realize the Fifty Shades series was already BDSM themed. Yeah, no, it's <laughs> now so, even so. When you're like, well, my BDSM themed sequel <laughs> to this BDSM <laughs> franchise, the only thing that anyone knows about it. Well, I figured that, like, yeah, yeah I get it, El James. Yeah, 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 you did it. Oh, like I BDSM. Get it. But what if there was like another B? And another D. Okay. And maybe even another S and another M. So it's B B D D S S M M. What if like you just kind of ramped it up? Just kind of give me more of that 
of that. BB-8SM? Yeah, I mean, that's a thing probably, right? Like, Star Wars is popular and so is sex, so it's out there. Hey, Star Wars is popular and so is sex. It's what I say every day (laughs) when I look in the mirror (laughs) to psych myself up. Star Wars is popular, so is sex. Here we go. Jesus, Star Wars, sex. Big four. Yeah, the big four. BJSS, the new BDSM. <laughs> That's a question that in this movie we do not get the answer to is does he go to a school before Hogwarts? Honestly, I doubt it. I bet he's not even a citizen. <laughs> like <laughs> they they're keeping him prisoner and I'm surprised he's not dead. Like the conditions in which he lives is like a little dungeon. Yeah. With no vitamin D and he gets to eat like the poop from their butts like what does he even eat what? do they feed him is he like like he cooked the back them, end of a human centipede yeah I th- essentially he <laughs> <laughs> metaphorically, metaphorically he is the back end he's the of metaphorical the back. Human <laughs> that's got to be a fanfic somewhere oh yeah i just assume the worst mm, yep run Hermione and Harry. Just oh no <laughs> who's um, on your peed anyway uh <laughs> Hang on, <laughs> stop the show. We have to. We have to keep talking about what who's in your beat. <laughs> What's my favorite reality? I can't. Show? I my can't. new podcast. Who's on your? Now peed? let me ask you: Is this a thing that you just came up with just now? <laughs> yes. All right. So who's in your peat is maybe the greatest question that I've never heard before, and it's I'm like so a Mount Rushmore, but for oh, like the nasty for people. for the yeah. worst. But like, but here's here's the thing. <laughs> No, 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 no. Here's it. Okay. Is okay. it is it who's in your peed in terms of like you're making a human centipede? Who do you yeah, put in it? Uh, or uh, is it a who's in your peed where you're forced to be in a human centipede? Oh, you have to win. figure out <laughs> what you segment you're in and oh. who else is in it with you. I mean, both of those are great. Both of those are amazing. I think we've stumbled on a new segment for the hypothetical. <laughs> <laughs> no, for serious. <laughs> who's in your peed? <laughs> It's like it's like fuck Mary Kill, but you're basically, but it's it's so much worse. There's really no good option. No, I mean front is the best option. But front is, is the no best option, option, but even then, like woof. Yeah, the woof. guilt you're living with. The guilt. It's like survivor's guilt, but the people are still alive and they're attached <laughs> and to you. And you're pooping in and them. And you're pooping in them. Oh, human centipede! Why are you so bad? Why are you so bad and gross and human centipede? Who's in your pee? But hey, who's in your pee? <laughs> who's in your feet? <laughs> oh boy anyway uh, i think so, we can all agree that ron yeah. would be the ron would be the last segment in the oh peed, yeah right? he's he literally gets shit on this whole movie yeah like yeah he, he'd be the last one right poor ron god there's like issues with class too anyway maybe we'll get to that maybe we'll get uh, to that so I first actually, movie, I'm Matilda, sorry, I genuinely the, forgot the context no, because no, no, I was so okay. excited about who's in your peed. First movie is so this movie Matilda is basically ish. a peed. This movie trilogy yeah, is basically yeah. a peed. So first segment, first segment of the human centipede, the Harry's, the Harry Potter peed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, whatever. Sure, yeah. sure. Uh, is 100. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell Asia about that as soon as oh, I get yeah. home. No, that's good. Oh my no, god, she needs to know because I want to know who's in her peed. I know this is probably one of those things that people are going to be listening to it and it's like it's not that funny but like for fuck's sake it just blows me away that that that, that is a thing I've never heard before and now that I can't stop thinking <laughs> and now about it's it. It's really it's a good question. Oh man, who's in your pee? One of the big ones. Uh, I, I got I, I got a real hankering to go mail some letters when I when I saw Harry just getting showered in that mail. Oh. 
Yeah. Speaking of being showered in that mail, context number four. <laughs> <laughs> How does this movie promote the gay agenda? <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> what? <laughs> wow. 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 <laughs> Holy shit. Is it over? <laughs> Is that it? That Did was it? that uh, that wow. was honestly a coincidence. Like no, it, I'm not even kidding. It, it totally what? It yeah. worked. It just worked so just well. Worked. You know, some, sometimes sometimes you just life you just sometimes life just uh finds a way. Um Wow. Okay. So yeah, the gay agenda. Yeah, um, yep. Well, that's been. <laughs> wow. All right. Well, so let's let's recap the things you're definitely going to want to remember from this episode. First, yeah. uh, who's in your peed? Who's in your peed? Who is? Hey, who's in your peed? Who's in your peed? Okay, David. Who's in your peed? Oh shit. Uh, uh, how about how about we do the one where you're also in the peed? I'm in the peed. You have to have okay. two two other segments I'm, in your peed. I'm the. I'm the end peed because I'm very empathetic and I don't want to poop in anyone's mouth. I just want to take it. Okay. Comments. Wow. Very, so, very self-sacrificial. I mean, there's no you. way to talk about this that isn't gross. So I'm just leaning into it. Right. 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 Uh, I think I want my face to be sewn to the butt of, of, <laughs> of Doug Jones from the shape of water. <laughs> okay. That's a pretty hey, good butt. It's a pretty good butt. And I'm, I'm not going to see them, and I'm not going to be able to talk to them, so I might as well just have my face buried in a good butt. And then I want Doug Jones's face to be buried in Guillermo's butt. <laughs> Guillermo's butt. So I want it to be, because it, essentially it already is. I'm sure Doug Jones is brown nosing Guillermo all the damn time, oh so my we God. might as well just make it Jesus reality. Christ. Because uh, honestly, I can't figure out why I would choose people to be in my peed. It's a tough question. Yeah, it is. It is. But it, it reveals a lot about you. <laughs> Which is that I recently saw The Shape of Water. Right, yeah, that's exactly that's, what it is. Yeah. That's what it revealed. It, well, but hey, what a revelation. My second tier would be my face would be buried in Littlefoot from The Land Before Time's butt. Aw. Because, you know, he's a dinosaur. And he's a vegetarian. Yeah, so his poop would be fine. And then Littlefoot would have his head sewn to the butt of... The good dinosaur. Of, <laughs> of the movie The Good Dinosaur. Of the movie The Good Dinosaur. <laughs> a DVD of the movie The Good <laughs> Not Dinosaur. Even Not even on Blu-ray. Oh, no. Nope. No, it would be the data on the cloud of the movie The Good Dinosaur. It would even be a physical <laughs> The copy. ultraviolet <laughs> copy of The Good Dinosaur. <laughs> my voodoo password. <laughs> That's on my peed. Oh, Christ. Okay. And then, uh, and then of peed? course, uh, yeah, sorry. Shower, showered in mail. Showered in mail. Wow. In the meantime, uh, David, do you have any final thoughts for us? The lake is a long way from here. Hey, sports fans, have you seen Cool Runnings? Well, let's talk about it then. Hi. Hello. Hello, it's I'm me. Porn. I'm, it's me, Jason Porn. <laughs> Jason Porn. <laughs> the Porn Ultimatum is a movie I'm in where I shoot a lot of people and have a big old dick. And also, also my real name. Uh, fuck, what was his real name? I don't remember. Oh, uh, fuck it, whatever. George Saunders. George. 
<laughs> Lincoln in the Bardo offer, author, <laughs> George Saunders. <laughs> it's me, George Saunders. It's me, New York Times bestselling <laughs> author and curmudgeon, George Saunders, as Jason Porn. <laughs> as Jason Porn. <laughs> uh, so I wanted to include a little segment that I like to call David's favorite one second of this oh, movie. Oh, yeah. Uh, so there's a scene okay. when they're first going... Uh okay, let me um there uh Sa- Sanka, why can't I remember? Yeah. Sanka Coffee has Sanka Coffee. Me, yes, his name is Sanka Coffee. So that's okay. a person in sure. this movie. Sure. He is having a lot of trouble with the cold. He hates it. And he is putting heat packs and heat bags like in his suit, on his head, in his helmet. He's like trying to put them everywhere. He can't get warm enough because he hates the cold. And he has a heat bag. And then the coach like takes it and he's like, give me that. Give me that. He's like, Irv's real mad. He's like, why do you have this? And it's kind of a weird like gag and it's kind of flopping around and being really nasty. And there is someone doing Foley for like the sloshing of the water. And then he throws the bag, Irv throws the bag over his shoulder and silence in the movie except for the, the sound of it landing in the background which is not only the most unrealistic foley no one hears that bag land but the most hilarious like cartoon sound it's like the moment in jurassic park when uh when wayne newton slips and it goes in the rain scene oh my god i forgot about that it's like that but for cool runnings it's the best thing and it made (laughs) me laugh so much uh because it's like Oh, we're getting ready for our first qualifying run. This is pretty serious. Toss. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, wait, where are we? What's happening in this movie right now? Oh. It made me so happy. So I just yes. wanted to share that with you. No, and that you, is fantastic. Oh, thank you. Thank you for thank you for sharing. I'm actually gonna probably look that up later yeah. because I, I do I do appreciate <laughs> weird foley. Also, why was he why was he running to qualify for an event in the Winter Olympics when there are no running events in the Winter Olympics? Christian, I ask myself the same question every day, yeah. and every night. But I actually do like if anybody out there knows the answer oh, to that question, please let us know. Mm-hmm. Uh, email us at contextualdeviance at gmail dot com, or you can uh, find us on Twitter at textdeviants. 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 <laughs> that's that's probably that's the theme song for your I'm Twitter. Probably gonna get. I'm probably gonna get a copyright hit on that, huh? Yeah. Yeah. It's oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're gonna get you. Yeah. Activia's gonna get you. <laughs> Jamie Lee Curtis gonna get you. Mm-hmm. I mean, Jamie Lee Curtis gonna get you. This episode brought to you by Jamie Lee Curtis. She gonna get you. She gonna get you. <laughs> what if that was her personal tagline? <laughs> Why we should all have personal taglines. Yeah, I agree. And they should all be she gonna get you. <laughs> David Russell Gutchie. She gonna get you. <laughs> Who who's she? Jamie Lee Curtis. It's uh, <laughs> they're all about everyone's all personal about tagline Jamie. is about Jamie Lee Curtis. At that point, it's more like it's almost like a like a cult. At that yeah, point, it's uh-huh. everyone's just like she gonna get you. She gonna get you. And then when she's like, "Hey, it's me, Jamie Lee Curtis. I'm gonna get you." It's the new Amen. <laughs> yeah, she gonna get you. <laughs> thank you, Heavenly Father, for preparing this meal for us, and thank you, Deborah, for slaving in the kitchen for so long. She gonna get you. <laughs> And then everybody at the table echoes, she gonna get you. 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 Oh, thank you, Thomas. She gonna get you.
<laughs> oh Christ! I mean, she is. Oh, she gonna get That's you the though. Thing. She the gone. Thing. But she, she gone. gone. She gonna get you. <laughs> she gone. She gone. <laughs> uh, David, do you have any final thoughts for us? Joe made the sugar cookies. Susan decorated them. She gonna get you. Have you seen Men in Black? Well, you probably don't remember because you probably got flashy thinged. Okay. He's, he the current, he's the current executive producer of the live action The Tick on Amazon mm. and so of a series of unfortunate tank. events on Netflix. However, the last movie that he directed <laughs> was Nine Lives with Kevin Spacey. <gasps> no. no. Yeah. Maybe the worst movie that's ever been made. I I mean, I don't. Well, I, no, no, I, it can't be. It's not but even the worst talking no, cat movie the, that's ever the been The least made. appealing movie. The mo- yeah. Because it's just the, it's the middle ground that is death. It's the uncanny valley of movie where yeah. nobody actually wants to see it for any reason. Like, yeah, nobody wants that movie to exist. No. I do want Birdemic to exist. I do want Fateful Findings to exist. I do well, want a talking cat to exist. I definitely want a talking cat to exist. Because no, Eric I, Roberts needs to get them checks. <laughs> We need to keep giving Eric Roberts money. Yes, he's earned it. He's God damn it. it. <laughs> fucking Eric Roberts. <laughs> I'd like to be fucking Eric Roberts. As a talking cat. That's my favorite t-shirt. I'd like to I'd be. rather be fucking Eric Roberts. <laughs> That's my bumper sticker. That's not a bad t-shirt. It is. Let's make them. <laughs> Contextual deviants. I'd rather be fucking I'd Eric Roberts. Fucking Eric Roberts. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we are uh, discussing the 1997 action comedy sci-fi adventure, Men in Black. Wow. Uh, the 1997 film starring Will Smith and Tommy Lee Jones as uh, a couple of... Uh, as a couple. As a couple. I ship it. It's uh, it's the romantic comedy of the decade. Um, <laughs> I don't when, know. <laughs> you know, now that we're talking about it, though, I'd... They'd be got really fascinated to see how that movie would go. Oh yeah, I mean maybe we'll maybe we'll. Do you think Tommy Lee Jones would do it though? Is the is the thing would do it? Do you think he'd do it? He'd do it. Do you think he'd do it? Yeah, he'd do it. <laughs> he'd go like full like uh, Shia LaBeouf and nymph- nymphomaniac and go like and actually have <laughs> sex with Will Smith oh on screen. <laughs> I mean, why not? Tommy I Lee- mean, why not? Ba- <laughs> says David Gucci about that idea. <laughs> I think if. If I were to compare Tommy Lee Jones to anyone, it would probably be Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> <laughs> so, you're so I think you're on to something with that one. Also, there's there is a thread of connection. Tommy Lee Jones and Shia LaBeouf have both starred alongside Will Smith in action sort of comedies. I Robot wasn't that funny, but Shia LaBeouf was oh funny God, in it. I completely it. forgot he was in mm-hmm. that. He was the comedic he relief the comedic in I Robot, which is an action sci-fi movie starring Will Smith as a protagonist that gets to the bottom of a secret. You know what? I gotta give you credit. That's an amazing pull. Thanks. I would not have put that uh, particular thread together, and now our six degrees of separation from Tommy Lee Jones to Shia LaBeouf is f- solved. It's one, baby. It's just one. Yeah, well, it's anyway, uh, I guess that's the end of our show. <laughs> our our how do we figure out how Shia LaBeouf and Tommy Lee Jones are connected series. Uh, this has been episode one and the final episode. <laughs> we'll see you next year. <laughs> when we try to figure out how Shia LaBeouf is connected to Jonah Hill. I feel like that one's not going to be very hard either. No, you're probably right. <laughs> how, how he's connected to uh, disgraced former Iranian president Mahmoud Ahmadinejad. <laughs> The answer might surprise you. <laughs> Number three, save my life. 
Ahmadinejad hates him. Click here to find out why. <laughs> That's how they're connected. He just hates him. He just hates him. He's like, fuck Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> He's like, I want my fucking money back for Transformers 3. Explain this movie to aliens. <laughs> oh, could there be a more perfect movie to get this for? Damn it. Oh. Okay. Oh, shit. This guy. Okay. So here's what. This could go some places. This could be a offensive to aliens <laughs> is what it could be or like, is it instructional is it telling them uh, here's what you need yeah. to know if you're coming to earth you're gonna need to file some paperwork mm-hmm. you're gonna need to there get are a these job. guys here are good ways to blend in here are bad ways just a reel of vincent d'onofrio flopping around oh my god don't be like this guy <laughs> there's a whole series of like goofus and gallant of it like this guy you know is this alien knows how to dress up and sneak across the border. <laughs> this alien drives a truck and tries to ram things into the back of a pest control vehicle. Oh, like, it's like a real don't do what Donnie don't does. Yep, don't, don't do what, do, what zombie don't does. Zombie don't does. Um, yes. Yep. Oh, that, I think because the, there's almost like an airport security vibe <laughs> yeah. to the main area in Men in Black in the headquarters or whatever where there's people going yeah. through. Yeah, well, there is. I mean, they say like, hey, I'm checking in. Like, how mm-hmm. long are you here? And they like report their visit. It's an embassy, really. Is, yeah. You know? And so it, it's perfect. You just show Men in Black in the actual alien embassy. <laughs> and there's some laughs. You know, it's a yeah. really, really well produced. And it's also like. But it also shows the dangers of illegal immigration. So, like coming to Definitely. coming to yeah. Earth without proper paperwork or whatever. Yeah, it it's shows. It shows like it has like a see something, say something kind of vibe. True, with like the the like bug alien or whatever. Um, yeah, yeah, that's with true. Vincent D'Onofrio's mm-hmm. character, yep. like if yep. you see this, say something. Yeah, if you see this guy if specifically, see, specifically <laughs> Vincent D'Onofrio, please say yeah. something. Like, hey, I saw him on this one show with, with Daredevil, which and- is a. Po- which is a policy I have in my daily yeah, life as well. If you see Vincent D'Onofrio, say, say Vincent, Vincent D'Onofrio. <laughs> <laughs> you have to mark him by name or he goes free. Call him by your name. Call him by his name. By his name. Pretty much just how people behave. Hey, yeah. <laughs> the reverse of that movie title you know what? isn't really a thing. Call me by my name. Hey, Thank you. Know, you. Call me by my, my name. My parents gave it to me and I've carried it for 30 years. Call me by my name. If you see Timotay. 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 <laughs> I love that Timotay in that oh, movie. You know Call what? me a name that's not mine. <laughs> Call me a name in a manner that is irregular to what my actual name be. Yep. Timotay. Timotay. <laughs> Jesus Christ, if you see Vincent D'Onofrio, say Vincent D'Onofrio. <laughs> I love pages. <laughs> Sorry. I mean, I you we knew they were going to fuck yeah. that. Fuck that peach mm-hmm. is yeah. the thing. Yeah. When you hear someone say, oh, hey, there's a there's a gross scene with a peach. You yeah. assume they're fucking that peach. It's usually they're usually fucking. I mean, there's a precedent. It's a precedent. It's the peach precedent. <laughs> it's it's something that Roger Ebert talked about a lot in his yeah. criticism, and you know, rightly so. Yeah, it's, yeah. This movie didn't have a peach in it, and <laughs> you know what that means. Um. 
all of their fun stuff that they buy for you, all the sprinkles and the bows. Sprinkles. Nope. Sprinkles. Um, all the sprinkles glitter, you get for Christmas. I, I think I was thinking of glitter Sprinkly and I went with Christmas. sprinkles. Oh, sprinkles on Christmas. Sprinkle Christmas, you're the only one. <laughs> There's nothing like when you wake up on Christmas morning and your mom is just like sprinkling you. Just pouring sprinkles with, on Yeah, you. just pouring like those confetti sprinkles in like a little shape of flowers and they get in your mouth and it's kind of nice, but then after a while you can't chew it's them that well. It's just too much, yeah. Yeah, and I'm like, mom, stop. And she's like, it's Christmas. Man, yeah, your mother has the weird. voice of an angel. She does. <laughs> Lucifer. Um, <laughs> I don't know why I never thought of that joke before, but that's a really good joke. Thanks. Voice of an angel. Yeah, it's got the voice of an angel. Oh, that's so good. Uh, so that that's uh, that's an idea. What do you that's one. What do you think? That's I, I one. like that's that. one. That's, that's one. one. I would say I, I'm 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 switching back and forth between two yeah. minds of this. Okay. Okay. Because to um to, to in one way I'm thinking of it in sort of a the men in black are the sort of corporatized whatever sure. and that when they're retired or you know but. But see, the problem is, is that they are like also neuralizing regular people so that they don't remember that they exist and therefore right. are able to just sort of live their lives. Yeah, as that's normal, true. That's true. Which would be sort of the opposite of what you'd think. They right. Which want. is don't remember the alien thing, but definitely remember corporate America. Now, the thing that I was thinking of is it's sort of a Santa Claus situation. And by Santa Claus, I mean mm. the Tim Allen Santa Claus with an Thank e, God you mean that. Wherein Will Smith is the Tim Allen <laughs> and Tommy yeah. Lee Jones is the Santa. Yes. And he's bringing him in and oh training him God. in these like weird magical <laughs> sorts of things that other people can't know about. And if they know about it, it's, it he loses his power. Yep. But like, yep. but he, he has to learn. And then at the end he becomes Santa Claus. So it's not really about the true meaning of Christmas as much as it is a movie. That's like the Santa. Claus. It's just a remake of the Santa Claus. Basically is what I'm saying. Pretty much spot on though. Yeah. Like shot for shot, it's the Santa Claus. Yeah. <laughs> also, no. check out my ASMR series on YouTube. Uh, I have a lot of tapping videos and and some paper crunching videos and some sniffling videos. And if you want, maybe you can get in there and just just hear me out a little bit. I uh, I've been working a lot of my lip sounds and I think they're really coming along. Clive Owen came and he he coached me. He's an ASMR fanatic. I don't know if you know this about Clive Owen, but Clive Owen is an ASMR fanatic. So you can check that out. That airs every Tuesday. It's called Clive Owen is an ASMR fanatic. <laughs> oh, Christ. And, uh, and oh, check out my YouTube series where I review ASMR microphones, <laughs> but in a full volume and I don't use them. Uh, <laughs> Clive Owen. And uh, in the meantime, David, do you have anything uh, else you'd like to leave us with? When does the bouncy example connect the song? Okay, uh, do do improv with me. Uh, so sure. yeah, so like uh, yes and me in this okay, one because I, right. I want to do a bit. Okay. Um, hey, golf buddy. Hey, welcome to the welcome to the course. We're just gonna shoot some shoot some shots, you know, in the standard golf zone. You know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. So I got my clubs. You got your clubs. You ready? Yeah, I got my clubs. Sweet. You got your clubs. Awesome. I got this one. I got I got like my really long putter here. I've got a few balls. I'm ready. Oh oh shit shit. Cat caddy. Hey hey caddy. Yeah. 
Have you seen my baby driver? Okay, that's 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 the bit. That's all I got. That's the stupidest thing. All right, well that's the intro. <laughs> there's there's one. No, no, I'm not joking. That's the intro, including the bit where you said it's dumb. <laughs> Uh, and uh, joining me, as always, is my dear friend and co-host, David Gutchie. Yeah. Oh, no. Oh, no. What monster is this that's taken over my friend? It's me. Oh. Do you have, do you Ashley have an- Simpson. Oh, no, <laughs> Ashley Simpson. Oh, buddy. Sorry. Oh. It's me. It's David. Gotcha. Oh. It's one of those classic pranks that I do. Oh, yeah, See? yeah, yeah. You know me with those classic pranks. Yeah, we never established it on this show, but there is a canonical <laughs> history of you yeah. doing pranks that is now a part of this show. Yeah, one of my classic bits is classic pranks. Right, right, and it, and now as of now, it's retro retroactively been in every episode yeah, up till now. You remember? You me, remember? Right? Me, the prankster Ashley Simpson, in every episode of Contextual Deviance. Yeah, everyone's favorite character. It's Prankshly Simpson. Prankshly Simpson. Perfect. Okay. Nothing better. So, nope, nope. What, are, what are we doing here? Nothing but Christian? nets. Okay. Swish from Swish. downtown. <laughs> Yeah, so I think, let's try and think of a a dumb one, though. Well, here's what I'm sick of. Okay. All my friends around here, Minneapolis, you know, they're all, like, cool, and they're, like, going to co-ops, and they're riding bikes, and they're like, cars aren't cool, David. Man, like, grow your own yard, you know, like, farm in your house, and, like, maybe grow some dreads, because that's not appropriation if you're white. And then they're like, fuck cars, and I'm like, hey... Baby driver says, like, no, cars fuck you. Like, car, <laughs> cars are so cool. Cars are, like, one of the coolest things that you can have. It's a, such a pro-car movie in an it unabashed is. way, and we need more of those. Yeah. Because God gave us oil, <laughs> and why would God's gifts be bad? That's I, my question. Can I take that one step further, though? Please do. Not only is this movie pro-car, it's pro-every car. All, because all car. He, he'll like he'll take like an old beat up car. He'll yeah, take like a fucking van? minivan, dude. That yeah. scene was great. The truck, like yep. every car in this movie, <laughs> is up for grabs, and all of them can do insane stunts. <laughs> Baby driver, yes, all cars. Right, that's its, its hashtag. It's like it doesn't matter what car you drive, you can still be as cool as the baby driver, as the baby, as you baby himself. Cool, cool, cool baby. You could be a real cool baby. That's not TM TM TM. Yeah, we didn't steal that from anyone. <laughs> nope, nope, nope. Um. Yeah, so that yeah, <laughs> this movie is, is pro-every car. Yeah, which is a pretty hot take in today's anti-petroleum society. Well, and I would say it's, you know, a diversity of cars that is... That's the it's true... Refreshing. It's, it's refreshing. Ref- honestly, it's good to see a minivan represented in not a token role. Ugh, minivan representation <laughs> has been has been so poor for so long. Um, I mean, it it has it probably. Has. Uh, like uh, you think about all the minivans in like everything ever is like ugh, a <laughs> minivan. I'm gonna be old and I'm gonna drive a minivan. <laughs> ugh, <laughs> that um yeah. But this movie says, oh, you want to drive a fucking minivan? Go ahead, you're gonna wreck <laughs> shit. The last relevant minivan that I remember in a movie is in the Asylum film Transmorphers. Oh. Uh, and there was a scene where they filmed some people getting in a van and then they cut 
and it's the a different van with the same people driving away. It's like slightly different because clearly they filmed on a different day and couldn't rent the same car. Oh, and so it's good. just a it's a great mess. And the asylum is, you know, they're out there doing God's work. And I just think John Hamm is an attractive person. And so like he's okay. got a good jaw, he's got a good brow, he's mm-hmm. got good hair. He just What else gets is good it. about him? He's got a great personality. Like he's got a, he's got the whole package, really. Speaking I, of package, have you seen his dick? Yes, I have. It's great. Eight out of ten. What would what would what frankly 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 Simpson is indifferent to his dick. Indifferent. Yeah. Could I hear that from? I think it's okay. Okay. Thank you, Prankshly. It's me, Prankshly. Oh, I didn't expect her to stick around. Oh, she's sticky. Oh no, she's so sticky. I'm so sticky. No. It's me. Why is she so sticky? I don't know. Oh no. Bye. Okay, good. Oh, thank God. She's gone. She went back into that weird closet that I have in this room. (laughs) I never realized what was in there until she emerged. Yeah. Well, Well, you'd think you would have opened it at some point, but I can understand (laughs) it's spooky looking. See, the thing is, I mean, this is kind of a harkens back to our our Men in Black episode. I feel like I have opened it many times, but I forget what's in there every time I open it. Do you think Prankshly Simpson is neuralizing you? I think she's probably been on other episodes of Contextual (laughs) Deviant, and we just somehow edited her out. Oh, it's like, yeah... (laughs) Oh, she wow. told us to probably. It's like we said, the reverse canon. She's yeah. been in every episode. She's so probably far. not going to be in this one. No. Oh my god. <laughs> Shit. Oh. This is terrifying. We better we better hide these files. I'm from not actually looking in that closet ever oh, again. Oh god. I also think who had the best tattoos? There were a lot of tattoos oh, in this movie. Oh no. I mean, the hat is great. The hat's great. The hat's great. Hats, who, everyone loves I hats. love. Everyone loves hats. That's, that's a fantastic <laughs> tattoo. Um, bats had a bunch of bats. Yep. That's fun. Um, you know. I, I did like uh, Buddy and uh, and uh, and Darling's his and her tattoos on their necks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, subtle but very effective. Mm-hmm, very cool. I um, really loved the back piece that Baby had that was just Calvin peeing on Calvin peeing on a car. Mm-hmm. That was good. Yeah, because like he's so pro car yeah, that if so, Calvin were peeing on a car, he yeah. would want to pee would, on Calvin. The the true Calvin is the, the Calvin true, that pees on the Calvin. The true Calvin, the, but who Calvin's the pee Calvin? I don't think this is a joke. <laughs> who, who Calvin's the Calvin <laughs> who himself? Pees, who pees on the pee Calvin? That's the real question. Those are the heroes that we deserve. <laughs> the Calvins that have the courage to pee on the Calvins. That Qui pee. Calvin Stodius Calvin Stis est. <laughs> Anyone who knows Latin heard that and wanted to murder me. Murder you or thank you for that great joke you made. Maybe. Who's to say? Probably they in Latin. Yeah. So the Calvin one was good. Yeah, Calvin. <laughs> that that five minute tattoo. slow zoom on that yeah, Calvin tattoo. They really got into really, it. I mean, the music sync in that five minute zoom was great because, you know, it was photographed by Nickelback yeah, as yeah, yeah. it zoomed in. But, you know. Maybe I mean, the best music cue in the movie? Probably. I don't know. Yeah, probably. That, that's not one of our superlatives, though. No, so, no, that's um, true. Ah, that's true. Yeah, All unfortunately. Right. And in the meantime, David, do you have any final thoughts you'd like to leave us with this week? Why does the chemical representative decrease the shame? Uh, Pilot, have you uh, have you seen uh, Rogue, Rogue One? Let's uh, talk about it over... Mm. <laughs> you know how all pilots sign off? Yeah, by coming. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite alien in this film is the one whose mouth is the size of a person's head. 
who every time mm-hmm. he learns, <laughs> uh-huh, is like yeah. fucking gigantic, yeah. like, like fucking Tim Burton giant mouth. Yeah, um, that one's pretty good. Yeah, Tim Burton giant mouth. Yeah, Tim Burton giant mouth. Yeah, Tim Burton giant mouth. That new Netflix series, <laughs> Tim Burton's <laughs> Big Mouth. <laughs> It's a sequel yeah. to Big Mouth, yep. but it's about Giant Mouth. It's also a sequel to Big Eyes, <laughs> and it's B- Giant Eyes, Giant Mouth, and Big Fish. Even McGregor said it too. Holy shit! How did I not realize he has two yeah. movies that start with the word Big, and yeah. he's got Pee Wee's Big Adventure? Oh yeah, and Big the Nightmare Before Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> that Big Nightmare Before Christmas. <laughs> Wait, didn't he direct Big with Tom Hanks? <laughs> And the Big Lebowski? Holy shit, he directed all of these movies. And the Big Sick, yeah. Yeah, he directed every movie that starts with Big, especially Big the Nightmare Before Christmas. <laughs> Big the Nightmare Before Christmas. <laughs> oh, God. And he was an executive producer on the BFG, a.k.a. Uh, mm, the Big mm, Fucking yeah. Giants. He, he wasn't <laughs> the Big the Fucking big, Giant. That, that classic Steven Spielberg <laughs> kids movie, The Big Fucking Giant. That's why they had to abbreviate it. Yeah, for kids. For kids. For kids. Abbreviations for kids. Mm-hmm. K-I-D-S. That's an abbreviation <laughs> for kids. God, so God let's... Damn <laughs> God damn oh, Unless no. you want to do Spider-Darth Maul versus uh, regular Yoda. I mean, I kind of do. I'd watch that. Yeah. I'd watch and cheer for everyone involved in <laughs> that if, fight. What if... Okay, here we go. Here we here go. Here we go. We got Spider-Darth Maul. Yep. We got Yoda. Yep. We got Count Dooku. Yep. Uh, oh. Yep. <laughs> I hate him. <laughs> we got the Emperor... Yeah. We got uh Anakin Skywalker. Sure. Not Darth Vader. Oh. Uh we got uh we got General Grievous. <laughs> yep, who is overlaps with Spider Darth Maul. <laughs> yep, we got Jar Jar Binks and we got uh Whoa, what? Qui Gon Jin. <laughs> Why is Jar Jar there? No. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> oh god. That, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, I thought you knew. Um I thought you knew. I thought you knew. I'm sorry. How does he know? I'm not a jar head like you. Oh, or jar Jake Gyllenhaal. <laughs> That's fun. Yeah. I was about to make a Jughead joke and no, realized that the jug, movie with, like someone who's really into yeah. Jughead can't just be Jughead because that would be Jughead. Are they a Jughead head? A Jug Jughead head? A Jug Jug a Jughead head head. No, what if they were a Jughead Jughead? What if they were a, a Juggalo Jughead head? <laughs> a, a Juggalo Juggalo Jughead head. Oh my god! Okay, that's my Halloween costume this year. Is I'm going as Jughead, but as a as a as a juggalo, as a juggalo. who's whoring himself out. Who's, for, for, I'm a gigolo juggalo Jughead. I'm a gigolo juggalo Jughead. That uh, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. And like, it's also one of those costumes where explaining it's almost more fun than wearing yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, that's most those are the best ones. But mm-hmm. um. Yeah, we never see him actually working on the Death Star. Right. The most because he doesn't want to think about that. Exactly. The most we see him interacting with anybody is when the bad guy like comes and kills all the other scientists, and he like tries to stop him. Mm, yeah. And like that's like the most workplace centric <laughs> scene in the movie. Everything <laughs> else is like I could have used a little more like water cooler time with Galen <laughs> Erso at the Empire base yeah. building the Death Star. Like, what's he up to? Is it where's Michael Scott? Like, <laughs> let's get some Christ. gags. Come oh on, God. Star Wars. Yeah, Ugh. Star Wars. Hey, there it is. I don't like uh, it. So that's one option. That's um, a good one. 
Incidentally, can I just point out, do you know where Mads Mikkelsen is from? Because I can't remember off no, the top of my head. No, I don't know. He, whatever country he's from, uh, he's the he's that nation's equivalent of like Ryan Gosling, I think. Oh, cool. His yeah. facial expressions are so minimal. Yeah. But like, but they're good. he conveys a lot through. Uh, the, like, I love I mean, him. that's Hannibal to a T as you watch yeah. that show. And it's just like he makes the smallest facial expression that you're just like. It takes it from he's just a weird dude to like this dude is terrifying. Yeah. Also, very charming. <laughs> so charming. So charming. Mm, Mads. Um, I'm mad about Mads. Yeah. And I think in this movie he does that a lot too, where if you like watch his line deliveries, his his tone very rarely yeah. changes. Like his voice is pretty much at the same level. Uh-huh. And then like they'll they'll be the way he pauses, like his pauses are very meaningful. <laughs> like, you know, it's like my daughter. Stardust. He's like, oh damn! Like that's that's when I was like getting the waterworks going, Mm -hmm. man. He's good. Mad about Mads. I'm mad about. I'd pay a nickel for that Mickle. That's so good. (laughs) I was like, what rhymes with Mickle on the spot? That worked really well. Thanks. I'm really impressed. I am too. Honestly, it was kind of a seat to the pants thing, and they don't usually work. Wow. Uh. So he, he I'd tickle he, that nickel. See now that that's, that's less actually, good. No, yours is better. I don't. But mine is no. Creepier. Yours is like I'd pay a nickel. That's I'd like pay a nickel to tickle that nickel. <laughs> See there you go. If we were just bridging, <laughs> the, bridging a, that gap. I'd pay a nickel to tickle that nickel's pickle. <laughs> oh yeah, there we go. There we go. We got there. Yeah, we, we got there to that destination where I we would were pay trying five to cents to touch Mads Mickelson's penis. Is what I, to, I'm saying to to tickle to tickle to caress to caress Mads Mickelson's penis God. sorry clive 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 Mads Mickelson's pickle <laughs> pickle I would pay yes a nickel from to now on Mickel's pickle no one no one says penis on the show pickle pickle it's pickle all the way pickle all the way <laughs> my favorite arnold schwarzenegger <laughs> christmas movie porn parody pickle all the way <laughs> Uh, in the meantime, David, do you have any final thoughts you'd like to leave us with? When does the Lethal Society check out the birth? Thank you for listening to Contextual Deviance. You can find more information about us online at our website, contextualdeviance.wordpress.com. You can tweet at us at textdeviance. You can email us at contextualdeviance at gmail.com. Thanks to Minneapolis' own The Badman for the use of their song Gun Tonic off the album Ain't Clean. This has been Contextual Deviance. My name is Christian Hagen, and have a nice day. Have a nice day!